Good morning, podcasters. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, YouTubers, and good morning, Facebook loved ones. How are you today? Um, well, here we are. Today is the 24th of January. Seven days are left. There are seven days left in this uh, <clears throat> in this challenge in this month, and uh, I want to thank you for joining me. Um, the first person that comments, uh, uh, Hebrews eleven. All you have to do is type Hebrews eleven in the comments, and I will give you for free two of my books, SOS, and um, and uh, from breakdown to breakthrough. I will give those to you. If you happen to have them already, you can give them away. It's not a problem. All right. Praise God. I want to talk about this word, look. Okay, look upon him, gaze upon him, um, and all those things. We're going to talk about that today because that word look in the Bible, whenever you see the word look for him, look, just look expectantly. Look with expectation as to uh, what is going, uh, what's going, what you're looking for, right? Um, I want to talk about the compassion of the Lord, and then we're going to get into some praying, uh, praying for the sick, and I'll show you kind of uh, how the Lord uses me in that manner, okay? Um, the thing is, and this is the best part, is that when you look with expectation, you're not looking like, um, the word expectation doesn't mean like, I hope so, like, I hope this will happen. But when you expect, you, you know that this must happen. It must happen. If you go through a red light and the, and the car behind you is a policed car, expect to get pulled over. It must happen. Okay? A, a Calvary... And the Garden of Gethsemane and, and Calvary itself is a, um, can I say, it's a picture, not just a picture, but it is the absolute acting out of the compassion of the Lord. Okay, the, the, <clears throat> the uh, full judgment of God, the wrath of God was placed upon Jesus on that day. Okay, in that day when, when he went to the garden and he was sweating drops of blood, as Luke says, he was sweating drops of blood. The pressure was incredible. It was a picture. And not just a picture, but it was a <clears throat> demonstration of the compassion of God. Because if Jesus didn't go through it, and if you didn't give your life to Jesus, then you would have to go through that. That momentary light affliction that Paul talks about, this momentary light affliction is nothing compared to the eternal weight and glory. Who for the joy, the writer of Hebrews says, set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the whipping. Now, I don't know if you've uh, seen or understood uh, the whippings that happened to Jesus, but um, Mel Gibson did a great job in the passion of the Christ. Now, I don't believe in all the theology in the compassion of the Christ. But I do believe that the, the, the crucifixion was very similar to that. When Jim Cahizel himself, when he was being whipped, 
ex actually experienced uh, the pains because uh, 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 one or two times the whip hit him physically and got him on the side. And it was it like he said it took his breath away. He was struck by lightning on the cross. He got pneumonia because as he was up there, it was really cold and he was up there and they were filming. He ended up getting pneumonia. All right, you have to understand all that Jesus went through on the cross so that we can be free of all of this. The year of, of um, uh, the favor of the Lord. All you have to do is receive the gift of the Lord upon your life. All you got to do is just receive the sacrifice of Jesus for your own and you can be free. When he was getting whipped, the cat of nine tails that the Jews had, that the uh, Romans had, had had pieces of clay, um, and not soft clay, but it was like uh, pottery. It was pottery, stones, and other things that he was enduring, and that he was getting beaten. He was getting beat, and he had you in mind the entire time. Who for the joy set before him? What was the joy? That you would surrender to him and you would not have to be a part of the wrath of God because the wrath of God was poured upon him for your sake. And your expectation is not a, I hope this will happen, but it must happen. Whatever the redemptive names of God that you need at the moment, it must take place. Whatsoever things you ask in my name, believing you have received it, you will have it. It has to be in God's nature, in God's character, for you to get it. I've said it ad nauseum. And many of you are sick of me talking about it. <laughs> I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11, this, this great um, hall of faith. Faith motivated Abraham. All right? He left with only a promise. He didn't leave with a fulfillment. He left with the promise. He left his land. Get up out of here to a land that I will show you. He left, but all he had was a promise. He lived by faith. He stepped out by faith. And now jump down to verse 10. His eyes of faith were set upon the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Verse 11, Sarah's faith, 11-11, I love that number, 11-11, transition, all that stuff. Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith, listen to this, the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. It's translated this way uh, from the Aramaic and some of the Greek manuscripts. But uh, as it says here, it's a difficult passage to translate from the Greek. Variations of the text are focused on Abraham's faith, not Sarah's. Other manuscripts seem to focus on their faith, both Abraham and Sarah. You have to understand that God looks at your face. <laughs> God looks at your faith as little or as great as it is, and he fills in the blanks for you, all right? Now, 11.11 means a lot to me because it means transition. It means from going from one place to another. It means, uh, uh, so, so that's for me. It means everything is coming into, into unity, and I hold on to it. Whenever I see it on the clock 
uh, like it's going to be 11-11 here in four minutes in, in, in Alaska. And um, so I underline all the 11-11 verses. <laughs> but here, she believed in the one who made the promise. She didn't believe necessarily in what was going to happen to her, but she believed the one who made the promise. Abraham, when he was going to sacrifice Isaac, he knew he didn't bring a sacrifice with him as a plan B. There are no plan Bs in the gospel. There are no plan Bs in the kingdom. There's only plan A. And you have to understand that you have to put your faith in God. You believe. Whatsoever things you ask in my name, in my nature, believing you have received them, you shall have them. You can't waver in your faith. There's no sense in saying, God, if it be your will to heal so-and-so. It is his will. It is. Understand that. Start with that. That's your starting point. It is his will. And then you pray. All right? And tomorrow we're going to talk about what happens if the symptoms don't get abated. What happens if, you know, the, the thing is, that we are making it and we are going forward. The word is true regardless of what's happening. The Bible is always true. So put your circumstance in with what the Bible says and you'll be much better off. Don't try to make a doctrine out of, out of, out of a circumstance that hasn't changed. All right, this last year when, when uh, Benny Johnson a great general of the faith and great general of intercession. When she passed away, uh, a lot of people were, were like, well, we were praying for this. We were praying for her healing. We, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? How about this? I trust you, God, in the midst of the mystery. I trust you, God, in the midst of the mystery. Don't make a big deal about something that hadn't happened. Trust him in the mystery. I don't know why she passed away. I don't know why cancer ended up getting her. She ate properly. To my knowledge, she ate properly. Uh, they, they even had a drink for her in one of the, um, in one of the uh, stores that was there. They, they sold these uh, health drinks. And she invented one and they sold it there. She, she lost her battle with cancer. And I had a friend that I was praying for, it was a couple years ago, but I had a friend that I was praying for that had fourth stage cancer. And, and then so as we were praying and I was declaring the word of God over her, you know, we would also juice. I would make juices for her. I would make, um, um, I would make uh, uh, smoothies. I even had turkey soup, fresh turkey soup from scratch. And you know something? The cancer got, was gone. The next time she went to the doctor, the oncologist told her, oh, I don't know what happened. The doctor was really quiet and didn't know what to say. Well, it turned out that the cancer was gone. And she said that there was only a little spot left. And the spot wouldn't go away, so... They went in and did the surgery. And it was a tiny little thing. So God 
healed her, but God took Benny. Benny passed. This other gal stayed and is alive. And to my knowledge, is alive today. Doing really, really well and prospering. So why one and not the other? I don't know. Trust him in your mystery. I don't know why I'm not healed yet. This morning I woke up with an incredible migraine. I mean, everything in me is just was just trying to, to... I thought I was having an aneurysm in my head. But I prayed and I said, God, take this thing from me. Every cell that does not produce life and health must go in the name of Jesus. It must go in the name of Jesus. It doesn't have a choice. Only cells that produce life and health are allowed in my body. That's it. So you see, what you have to do is you have to take what God has put and you have to place it inside of you with an expectation, an eager expectation that tomorrow is going to be better than today. I have a friend in Reading that has a heart issue. Been praying for about four or five years. And just God, and then and, and still. But the thing is, we are transformed, everybody say transformed, by the renewing of our mind. In other words, we're not conforming to what the earth thinks about this thing. We are conforming to what God says about this thing. That's the whole point of repentance. Not that you just turn into the opposite direction of it, but repentance is turning from uh, changing the way that you think about it and turning in a different direction, but also aligning what you think with what heaven thinks about it. Well, what does heaven think about sickness? What does heaven think about sin? What does heaven think about, about uh, lack? What does heaven think about... Um, you name it. The name of the Lord, the nature of the Lord, is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. The unrighteous stay out of it. Give your heart to Jesus today because he loves you and he cares about you. He does not want you to be in the same position today that you were yesterday. Or tomorrow that you are today. Grow in him today. But Tom, I'm still sick. Okay. Trust him in the mystery. Why does it take so long? Why does it take longer for some and not so long for others? I don't have that answer. It's a mystery to me. Why there's a miracle in this and, and, and then somebody else 10 minutes later gets prayer and, and, and it's like a healing that happens over time. Why is it the, the deal? I don't know. I think it's Psalm 115 says that God's on the throne and he does as he pleases. Now I look at, I look at Job. All right. Job is a, is a, is a crack up. But a lot of people take their lack of faith and their lack of healing from Job. Job was a contemporary of Adam. Okay? God took everything. Not God, but the devil took everything. Job thought that God and the devil were, were, were working together. They weren't. 
comedian talked about um, about Job's wife and why Job's wife wasn't taken. You know, the reason why Job's wife wasn't taken was because the Bible says in the beginning in Genesis that the two become one flesh. The devil could not touch Job's wife because they were one. So when he said, when God said, "Don't lay your hands on." Uh, or don't kill Job, well, he couldn't kill uh, his wife either, because they are one. God is, a not, is not a God of lack. God is not a God who, who gives one day and takes away another day. Job said that. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we use that When the enemy comes in and tries to beat us up. Go to Job 38 and you find out what God's really like. Job, were you there when I created the world? Were you there when I made light? Were you there when I made Leviathan? Were you there? Were you there? Were you there? Of course not. Then stop trying to create me into your image and you be created into my image. God saying, Job, I'm not created in your image. Conform yourself to my image. That's what God's saying. Okay? If you ask anything in the nature of God, he will do it. Now, this morning, I was watching some dogs and, and um, you know, just to show that the healing power of God works. We had eight inches of snow yesterday, not bad for Fairbanks, but the dog got excited, ran out of the house, and, um, and he ended up hurting himself. I don't know how, I wasn't watching him. But he, he, you know, sort of fenced yard, and uh, and he hurt himself, and oh, he's screaming top of his lungs. And I picked him up. I ran outside and picked him up, and carried him in, and um, it was really, really sad. But uh, you know, his, his leg looked weird. It just looked really weird. And the Holy Spirit said, "God heals dogs too," and so I put my hand on the on the spot, and immediately the pain left. I know that because he stopped fussing. And Jesus entered the dog's leg and healed his leg. I don't know, again, I don't know what happened. I don't have x-rays. All I know is he was in pain one moment, and after I prayed, he was not in pain anymore. Okay? Uh, a friend of mine was um, at the KOA camp in, uh, outside of Reading in Shingletown, a small town called Shingletown. And... Um, and a guy came in with a dog that had cancer. It was just lethargic and had tumors all over its body. And they were just bringing the dog around to pass away. Well, my friend said, hey, can I pray for your dog? And the guy said, go ahead. So he lays hands on this dog. And the dog gets slain under the power of the Holy Spirit. The dog just goes, boop. And they thought the dog had died right there. <laughs> The dog didn't die. A few minutes later, I don't know, about 10 minutes later, the dog gets up 
and peppy and perky and running around and this old dog, 14-year-old dog, running around and, and the cancer was gone. God cares about animals too, by the way. Preach the gospel to all creation, Mark 16 says. In fact, I want to go there and read it. Mark chapter 16, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. And by the way, if you're having trouble um, <clears throat> knowing about healing, I want you to read the Gospels through, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I want you to underline, underline every passage that deals with healing. That Jesus healed somebody, or the disciples healed somebody, and, um, and then go from there. Okay, so in the Passion Translation, he says in verse 15 of Mark 16, he said to them, As you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to, of the, uh, <clears throat> to the entire race. Okay? The entire human race. But actually, that word is, is all creation. I mean, I'll, I'll pray around trees. I'll, I'll, um, and I'm not saying that trees respond, but... That, 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 that the trees, all of a sudden, I'll, I'll share a story about that. And he says, whoever believes in the gospel and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe in the gospel will be condemned. And these miracle signs will follow those who believe. There was a, um, <clears throat> a, a time in Fiji. Fiji is a very colorful area in the world. It's a very colorful island. And... Um, this missionary was there, and uh, and actually, um, the leader of the country of Fiji called all the pastors around. Now I want to tell you that all the churches in that in in Fiji at that time were very divisive. They were against each other, right? They were against each other, and what happened was the the leader of the country, the president, the king. I don't know what they are. But he called all the pastors of the nation, the entire nation, every pastor. And he says, listen, our country is falling apart. The church has to come together in unity. Unity doesn't mean everybody agrees on everything. Unity means that, that you can agree to disagree in this area. In something. The, the, the color was gone out of the country. Vegetation by the river was dying. How does that happen? Poison in the water. The colors were gone. Well, the you know, so this this leader puts everybody in the room, and he, he just says, "You guys have to come together in unity." And then he left the room, and so the churches got together. They started praying together, and all of a sudden, the nation physically started to see revival. You can watch a video. He was preaching at the Women's Glow one time. His name is uh, Jackson Samyanga, uh, I think his last name is. And, and he was talking about this. And he said that all of a sudden, you know, it didn't happen that day, but over time, the, the, the land started to heal. The water became fresh. The, um, the vegetation started to gain color again. 
vegetation near the, near the waterways was starting to grow again. And God healed that nation. God healed the land. There's a reason why Israel is, is, shouldn't, shouldn't have such crops, but it does. The reason being is because God's there. And God wants to be there even though you may, you may be sick. You need to go to God. You need to go. Well, how can I pray for him? You can pray for yourself. You have been given the keys of the kingdom. If you are a believer, you have been given, past tense, have been, so you possess the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth already is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth already is loosed in heaven. So go for this thing, man. If you don't have anybody to pray for you, you pray for you. Put oil on your head. Pray. Put oil on your doorposts and pray. Declare over yourself the word of God, the healing of God, and God will do it because it's his nature to do it. Expect him to do it. And if it doesn't happen in a miracle, watch what happens. Over time, you're going to be better. Note any changes you feel in your body at the time. Note any changes that happen in your household at the time. I know a woman that... that um, a long time ago, she used to, when her kids were, kids were younger um, <clears throat> and starting to get into trouble, they were teenagers, starting to get into trouble, she would put worship music in their room while they were gone. And before they would come home, she would turn it off. Kids were changed. In the twinkling of an eye, thing I like about the chosen too he, he, Jesus said this this word soon <laughs> what does soon mean um, to the Lord a day is but a thousand years and a thousand years is but a day God's not locked into time and space I know that the um you know, there was a guy, and I saw it on YouTube, and I thought it was stupid, but he was talking about um, <clears throat> time. And he said, many people believe that when you die, you go directly into the presence of the Lord. Well, actually, you go into the ground. And I'm thinking, dude, you're putting God into the nature of man instead of man into the nature of God. God's not locked into time and space. See this flash drive? If I can hold it. See this flash drive? That's time. The beginning to the end. Okay, beginning of time, the end of time. And God's looking down on it. We're probably right about here now. Toward the end, right? They're probably right about just toward the end there. And that's how God is. God's not locked into time and space. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, what about Lazarus stuck in Abraham's bosom? What's that? That has everything to do with 
<laughs> that has everything to do with the fact that Jesus had yet to die and people could not go to heaven directly yet. That's why people rose from the dead when he got up from the grave. I think it said 500 people came out. Can you imagine that? I remember a, a lady, Chinese lady, um, she was the only one who knew the contacts for all the believers in China at the time. And so she was the only one. Well, she ended up passing away. It was really sad. She ended up passing away. So what happened was the, the people prayed for her resurrection. They prayed for her to come back from the dead because they needed to have the names of the people that, um, that, uh, that, that were the connectors. So she brought. She came back and she yelled at him. She goes, "What are you guys doing?" And they said, "We're really, really super sorry. We didn't, you know, we we just need the names, and we'll let you go back." So they got all the contacts. The contacts met with these people, and all of a sudden, they prayed for her again, and she passed away again. Think of little Lazarus when he rose from the dead. <laughs> what that must have been like. He had to die again. What I'm saying today is expect God to do what he promises to do. Have an expectation for God to do what he promised he would do. Expect him. Don't wish, but expect it. Now, not that you're ordering God around. Don't get me wrong. You're not ordering him. You're just holding him to a promise that he made. God's not a man that he should lie. And when I was growing up, my dad used to say, a man is as only as good as his word. If a man is, man's word is good, he is good. If his, if, if his word is bad, guess what? I used to do things on a handshake. Can't do that anymore. All right, that's it for today. Um, <clears throat> we didn't get into much prayer for the sick, but just expect God to do it. What is it that you need? Go for it. All right, two books, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, and SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. Get these books. You can get them both from me for $25. Um, $25, and that includes shipping and handling. And the first person to type in Hebrews 11 in the comments, you don't have to type the verse out, just Hebrews 11. Just type it out, and I'll send you these books for free. I'll contact you and send you the books for free. Okay? And then you can use them. If you have them already, you can use them as gifts for other people. All right. God bless you guys today. Um, I, I feel like I, I need to do this, but I feel like there's somebody out there now with a um, with major pain in the top right-hand side of their body. It's on my right, right toward the back. It's on that little muscle there. It could be muscle tension. Uh, <clears throat> God is healing you right now. I saw him, I saw him almost massaging that muscle and setting you free. And it's caused by stress. There's stress. And God is healing that stressful situation for you right now. I saw him doing that. Um, and on the right side, one of the limbs on your right side, I don't know if it's the leg or the arm, but um, either it's a sprain or a break or something or, or a, a tendon, Ligament, I saw God healing that 
as well. All right. Well, God bless you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk tomorrow about what happens if it doesn't happen. Um, what happens if my symptoms aren't abated yet? That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Well, anyway, God bless you guys today. Um, it's a great day. Go for it. And, um, and, and we'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Alaska time. God bless you. Have a great day.